0: This is an ACB Community Call presented by American Council of the Blind.
1: This Unmute Presents Community Call was hosted on Tuesday, May 23rd, 2023.
0: Good morning, everybody. Afternoon for some. Welcome back to another Unmute. We just want to give you a couple of reminders here at the top. We're going to go through uh, all the first hands raised first. And then, if we get through everyone first time, then you can ask second questions if we have time and we get through everyone. And uh, so, you can get your hands up for tech questions. And also, please be respectful and give everyone the same opportunity to get their tech question asked as you would. So that'd be much appreciated. Also, we wanted to let you know if you want to get a hold of us, you have questions, comments, anything like that, you can reach us at feedback at unmute.show. And we have some unmute announcements to make. And the first one is we are officially now on YouTube. So if you guys want to check out any of the things that we're putting out in the feed, you can also find it on YouTube. And with that, we have a couple of other announcements. And Michael, how are you? And you want to talk about the other things? Uh, I do I
1: always and, want to talk about things, so yes, we've been do. publishing a lot of things, a yes. lot of stuff. So, first of all, I I, I do have a hand, but I have a couple of things I want to address here, and uh, it's it's something that I think is important uh, because it's one of the reasons why we started the podcast feed and uh, what, what's going on. So, we originally started the unmute podcast feed uh, because we wanted people to be able to go to unmute and get access to the content that we were producing uh, in the way that you wanted it. And when we got started, it was once a week on Tuesdays, and it was a replay of this call. Uh, That worked well, but then we realized there's a lot of other information that we want to help uh, disseminate to people. And so we started adding the Thursdays and Sunday shows. And uh, we'll have some more announcements about a mute in the very near future. So definitely stay tuned uh, and come back on Tuesday to talk with us. But let me go over what we've published in the last little while. And some of these are going to sound a little familiar, but you might say what's going on. So yesterday, we put in the unmute presents podcast feed, uh, a show called technically working. And the episode itself was uh, an episode that was navigating tech and business insights. So if you are a beginner computer user, um, maybe technically working isn't the best show for you. But if you want some more in depth technology, knowledge, knowledge with, between myself and uh, Demossi. He's been on unmute a time or two. You can give that a listen. Uh, you can also listen to a interview that Marty and I did on Sunday called Revolutionizing Reading the Story Behind Speech Central. By the way, quick side note, thank you, Chat GPT, for helping me come up with these titles. I can barely say them, but I don't have to think about them. So what that episode was, was we were talking with uh uh even the in the app developer of the Speech Central application. This conversation came up because of an uh, episode that Marty and Lynn recorded a couple of weeks ago related to the subscription model that Voice Dream Reader is switching to and even reached out to us because he wanted to share his story and the app that he has available that he's made free for voiceover users specifically for reading. If you're looking for it for an MP3 player, this app is not for you. But if you want to learn more about that, We'll give that a listen in the podcast feed. Um, On Sunday, we did something a little bit different as well. We published two episodes. So we published even that afternoon. Uh, But that morning, we also stuck with our... Teach You Something in Five Minutes or Less, Roughly, Sunday Show. So on Sunday, I published an episode called Behind the Scenes, Rendering the Technically Working Podcast. Do you see a theme there for a second? Anyways, so that was where I went in on Reaper and showed you some of the settings that I'm changing in the render dialogue or how I'm configuring it. So if that's something you're interested in, go give that a listen. Friday, Marty and Lynn talked about unlocking accessibility and, uh, and, and, uh, addressing loneliness. So that could be a good listen for you if you want to hear that a brief conversation with Marty and Lynn. Uh, Thursday, we talked about new features and affordable connectivity plan uh, with Shell. So Barry Asman and Diane Ducharn came on. We talked about the update that just dropped on the Shell. So if you are a Shell user, it may be worth listening to, especially if you're like, I don't know anything about these updates. Uh, we also talked about the free wireless program. So So even if you're not a blind shell customer and you're interested in how the affordable connectivity program works and how you can get free wireless services on your phone, uh, we'll give Thursday's episode a listen. And then, uh, of course, we published our replay of last Tuesday's call. Marty, these announcements are getting longer and longer.
0: Yeah, we're going to have to start uh, having just a strict announcement show just to have all announcements
1: but but we still only have one hand uh, several people on but only one
2: hand Sheila who do we have first Joe Hey Joe hey
0: Joe how you doing
2: Hey good morning guys um so i had a quick question um i got a new android phone i believe it's a galaxy s23 and um they i, I had to get it because the old phone that i had was kind of way out of date with the the apps and then some of the apps were so up to date and my system was so out of date i couldn't get those apps so it kind of twisted my arm to get a new phone Mm -hmm. um with the new update in comparison to my old phone which was also an android they had a double tap feature for both um like the dial pad when dialing a phone number And like text messaging, like the keypad and keyboard for text messaging. Yep. So I think they've done away with it to a point like TalkBack does double tap with certain things, but not the things that it did before. So I'm curious, you know, how would you guys go about trying to fix this? Because otherwise it feels like because I had no site, it, it feels like. I'm guessing where certain things are. And if you push yep. something and it's wrong, you you spend more time deleting than actually inputting. So are you talking specifically
1: about entering text? Because there has been some changes to the underlying way that TalkBack handles text interaction. Uh, or are you talking about tapping on different places throughout Android? Or is this mainly with text? This is mainly with text and like the dial pad for like mm-hmm. a phone number two. Okay, so two things. Number one, if you slide your finger around, you'll hear the letters and the numbers. And when you lift your finger up, that letter or number will be activated. And that's now how TalkBack is working. However, if you go into the TalkBack settings Um, with a three-finger single tap on the screen and then choose the TalkBack settings and double tap on that. Uh, Under, I believe it's typing. And if you send us an email, uh, I can send you the exact directions. But there's a way to change the way that typing is handled so that when you're entering letters, it'll go back to what you previously expected, which is where you find the letter and then you double tap on it and then it activates that letter. So, So there has been a change. That was a default feature, I think, of the TalkBack version on on Samsung devices. And now that has been, it sounds like they've reverted it to the way that it's always been for TalkBack users, which is slide and then lift your finger up, mm. um, which in a recent update to TalkBack, they added a feature to give you the ability to do the double tap, which Samsung users had. Hopefully that yeah. makes a little sense. Yeah. And they do
2: have a
0: very similar um, setting on the iPhone as well, where you can either slide around and lift up, or you can do a single finger double tap.
2: So, I mean, I was just used to the double tap. So when I got this new phone, I was like, did they just do away with it? And um, my final thing is, Mike, uh, Michael, did you get my email about the WordPress? Uh... I sent it to you about last week. Oh, last. If
1: if you sent me an email last week, I did not get it. Please resend it. Okay. Yeah. I'm yep, working. I deleted 7,000 emails uh, on Sunday. So if you sent me an email and I haven't replied to you, resend it. Okay. No problem. Thank you, Mark. All right. I'm sorry. Thank you.
3: All right. Chanel. Hey, Chanel. Hello. So I was kind of half paying attention. Would what you were trying to tell me earlier benefit other people? And if so, what was it you were trying to tell me?
1: <laughs> yes. Thank you, Chanel. I'm glad you brought that back up. See, when I do talk, some people listen. Uh, so if yeah, you know, I could
3: I- catch all of it, but I've, I knew you were saying something.
1: So what I was letting people know, and this is specifically for voiceover users on the Mac. Um, So individuals who who don't have a Mac, this may not be helpful for you. But if you go into your voiceover utility and that's with the VOF8 and you press command and the number eight on your number row, this will take you to your commanders. Choose numpad commander and then uh, turn it on. And then you'll see there's a modifier key drop down, which I, for some reason, never seen before, which all of a sudden made numpad Commander is so much more powerful for me. Um, So you have the regular number pad. And then I have actually taken my control button and anything on my number pad associated with control is related to either shortcuts or automation on my Mac. So I have kind of like a physical um, stream deck that can uh, perform automated tasks. So under number two that I had that I was telling you earlier, I went down and I chose custom commands in the voiceover uh, option. Then I chose run shortcut. And then I chose the shortcut that volunteers have for hosting responsibilities. So if I'm ever wondering what is my next hosting responsibility, I hit control two and I have those results right there on my screen. And to me, that has just substantially improved my efficiency because control one is now also associated with SGPT. So I hit control one and I type my message and then the results are shown on screen right there. And I think it's important to realize that you can run shortcuts or automation with NumPad Commander.
4: So
3: follow up to that, the control two, it, it queries the shortcut, the, the hosting shortcut for you. Yep. and presu- Oh, now that is cool.
1: And then you can take any of those lines from that and uh, if you I use Fantastical so what I do is I can take the line that says that I'm hosting and I hit control option space this puts me in the Fantastical window and I just paste that information in there and then it's on my calendar
3: mine is slightly less um, I I go and I ask um, S lady on my phone or I could do on my Mac uh, what my events are and then I go into text edit do command V and then I at least have each thing you know on one line and so I can (laughs) view it more there so that's my non techy way of doing it.
1: <laughs> there you go. We'll play with it and let us know how you uh, use NumPad Commander and automation because that would be fun. Uh, one last thing for you, Chanel, too, because I know that you had checked out uh, Mac GPT. I don't know if you're interested in, in Mac Whisper, but there's a new app that's in the App Store called Aiko A I K O, and that will do transcripts. And it is a lot cleaner of an interface than uh, Mac Whisper is, and you can get it from the Mac App Store.
3: All right, thank you.
0: No we we'll call the next person. I just want to find out, does Belle have her hand up because she has a question for us, or do we have hands in Clubhouse?
5: We do have, uh, so we're not, unfortunately, able to raise hands here uh, to whatever complication, but we do have someone, uh, Greg, would like to ask a question.
0: Okay. Hey, Greg.
1: Do we want to do that question now, Marty? Or? Yeah, um, yeah.
6: I just wanted to ask really quickly, um, so I may have asked you this before, I'm having this problem on my computer where I've got my headsets plugged into the USB port sound through um, the other people on Zoom, so people on Zoom can hear my jaws regardless of what volume uh, it's at. So I just have to do the insert, you know, the, the Zoom key to mute my speech, which isn't always the best way to do things because sometimes I want to find out other things that are happening. So wondered if you had any um, tricks to that. Also, um, just a uh, quick follow-up to that. I've tried balancing my audio to the right, the left. Um, How do I get it balance my audio back, middle, using using JAWS? So, um, perfect. Realize this is a JAWS specific question. Sorry about that. uh,
1: No problem, Greg. Thank you for bringing that. And I will, uh, Marty, do you have a suggestion for his headphone or do you want me to take that? Go for it. Okay. So, so we'll answer your questions uh, backwards. So, to get Jaws to come back to both speakers, use insert space. VB, like you're setting balance, and then tap up arrow instead of left or right, and this will put JAWS back in both speakers for you. Also, restarting JAWS will put JAWS back in both speakers, and you can do that with insert space or JAWS key space and the F4 key, and that will force JAWS to restart. I know that's a lot of commands. Uh, One more command to give you if you ever forget, uh, JAWS key space and the letter J, like Juliet or JAWS, will let you search the command. So if you're wondering how do I fix my balance or how do i fix the audio just do jaws key space j and then type in uh some keywords related to the shortcut that you're looking for and that'll give you the details so hopefully that helps you with that greg and then the headset it sounds like it's a physical hardware issue unfortunately um i I, if you're if people are still getting your audio from you and you've tried and they're hearing jaws uh bleeding over honestly it might be worth looking into a different headset uh, there's plenty of them out there. Uh I work for AT Guys and we sell now a single ear headset with a microphone for $34.95. And that's USB or uh, both ear um with the microphone and either USB A or USB C. And those are $39.90. So there's some lower cost options. I can tell you that those headsets I have not been told uh transmit jaws or or have bleed over issues uh but i have heard that from other people with some headsets as well so hopefully that helps the, you. The,
6: yeah this has happened on a couple different headsets usb headsets that i've used so um I I just wondered if there was anything, but yeah, I will check into um some of those, Michael. I may email you and ask you for some of those recommendations, but like I said, it's happened on a couple of different <laughs> models of headsets
1: that I've used. So one other thing yeah. to try to, Triple G is um if you are in a Zoom meeting. And people are hearing your JAWS bleed over because honestly, whenever I'm in a Zoom meeting with you, I think you're on your iPhone because I've never heard JAWS and I don't know how prominent it is. But if it's just bleed over, then it tells me it's it's hardware and if you can just faintly hear it. But if it's clearly coming through, I wonder if there's something related to sound cards. And with JAWS, you can always do JAWS key space and then use your up and down arrow keys to change your uh, sound card that JAWS goes out of. And that would allow you to see if switching to a different sound card, if available available makes it so people on zoom don't hear your uh zoom and if you want shoot me an email we can set up a time you and i can jump on zoom we can experiment with that too thank you no problem sheila who do we have next
7: Beth.
1: hey
0: beth how's it going
7: yeah i I was um my my iphone um 13 has been um going really well doing really well except like like just say if i want to go to a certain app like messages and i tap on that but then it it says Google, like, do I have to, is there a certain, like, maybe I'm not holding it straight. It seems like this phone, it's more finicky than my iPhone eight. Like my, it doesn't tap on Google. Although I had, had it where, you know, I would um, maybe when you go say to Google. App.
0: What, do you mean you're opening up Chrome or Google
7: and Am you're I trying like to
0: open up messages, correct?
7: Yeah. I'm trying to open up messages and see, I swipe, but then because see, I have some motor problems, and I think maybe my hand just kind of goes like. So um, let me
0: let me give you something easier that might help you a little bit better. Okay. Activate Siri and say "Open Messages."
7: Oh, oh, that that might that might work better for me. Yeah, because this phone it seems that it's more finicky than the iPhone eight. The
1: iPhone eight, you know. So like, it could be more sensitive, Beth, and and that yeah. might be what you're realizing. Um, Yeah, Marty's suggestion is great to open Siri or to have Siri open apps. But I, I think another thing that you should also consider that would help you when inside of an app. Well, two things. Number one, there is voice control. So if you want to, you can control your phone with your voice and have it, it once you get comfortable know, oh, I need to tap on the compose button. You can tell your phone, tap compose, and then uh, you can actually tell it what you would do if you're a voiceover user. So that's a way you could get around that. But another thing is if you're sliding your finger around your screen and you hear something that says like compose or edit, and you actually want to activate that. If you touch your screen with another finger at the same time, that will activate the last thing that voiceover said. So if oh. lifting your finger off of the screen and double tapping on the screen is difficult for you, or if it's it tends to activate something next to what you're trying to activate, try using yeah. the split tap function and see if that makes things easier for you.
7: Split, and, split tap, like when I edit? No, so split I mean, tap? Uh, when the- Split
1: tap is when you hear the thing that you want to tap on instead of double tapping on it. Just touch your screen with another finger and that'll activate it.
7: Oh, yeah, because I think because I noticed this phone is more sensitive because a lot of times (laughs) I could be swiping and I'm hitting the rotor, too. So it's really sensitive.
0: You could go in and adjust the sensitivity. Um, That's one thing you could do. I was going to go back to voice control. It also works with a voiceover. They work hand in hand. So if you're unable to see the screen, you could say with voice control being on, swipe to the right, swipe to the left, open messages. And so you'll be able to use your voice, but also hear voiceover the same way you would if you had your finger on the screen and you were sliding it around, you just are oh. using your voice instead of your hand. And then you can actually use the voice control to control opening apps, closing apps, and also dictating. It's really good for dictating also.
7: Yeah. Cause I dictate my messages. It just, this, the dictate comes um, like I was messaging my friend, Sharon, just saying series, it said Siri. It said, um, instead of, hi, Sharon, hey, hey, Siri, Ann, or something. So I had to go in and fix that. You know, it doesn't.
0: Siri's so is not perfect. You do have to no, make not. some edits with it sometimes.
7: Yeah. But, but try I those agree. things
0: and, and let us know how that goes.
7: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Sounds good.
0: Yeah. All right. Thanks. Sheila.
7: Dan. Dan Marshall.
0: Hey, Dan. How's it
8: going?
0: There I am. I think you know. Yep. We can hear you. Oh, okay, so
6: How question. I, we're doing fine, and I, but I was, was going to ask. Okay, I guess we had two people at once. Uh, I was just going to ask what people thought about about T-Mobile, and they told me they they would. I could get cards that would pay off my phone, and then since I'm over sixty-five, I might be able to get or I could get two lines for around 100. I mean, I just wanted to know what people knew about T-Mobile and
9: what they thought.
1: So I've... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so I've used T-Mobile for several years. I've had no problems with them. Uh, Well, I've I had one problem with them that longtime listeners will know about, and that's why I'm currently with AT and T. But for the most part, T-Mobile is a great carrier, and um, the plan that they quoted you sounds about right. Make sure that they have offered you the the senior discount because T-Mobile does offer that, and uh, the prepaid cards that they're offering you is probably for you to bring your phone numbers over from a different carrier, and that's a common promotion. In the wireless mobile industry, so uh, what they would do is send you prepaid cards that you can use, and they're probably Visa or
0: Mastercard. What, one of the thing I will throw in there as well is yes, they have a lot of really good deals. I would just make sure that you think about what it is you actually need, opposed to what it is they're actually giving you a deal on. Because they can give you a bunch of deals, but if it's not going to be something that's going to be beneficial towards you or for you, then maybe that's not something you need. So, like if you're getting a new phone, or if you're not getting a new phone, or if they're trying to sell you other services along with it, I mean, there's a lot of things that they'll try and give you deals on. So, I would say, think about what it is you exactly need. And if you don't need it, then don't let them talk you into having extra stuff just to, for some deal. Cause it does fluctuate the price a little bit.
6: Okay. Thank you very much. I That's what I need to know and keep up the good work.
0: Thanks. Good luck. All right, Sheila. All right, Monica. Hey, Monica. Hi.
5: Uh, so I had a question about virtual VPNs. Why would someone use one?
0: Well, people in the workforce would typically use a VPN if they're either working from home or maybe they're on a trip and they need to get their computer to log into the servers at their job. That's how you securely log into your work To be able to get the information. They're not going to just let you just go in willy nilly free to the whole world. So that's how they do the security and privacy and all that stuff uh, safely. Another reason is if you're not working, you could be traveling around and you don't want to have your uh, IP address out there or your information out there. And so you can make it so your information is blocked and there isn't any way for someone to track you in your browser or any of those kinds of things. Also, one other thing people use it for is let's say you're somewhere else and you want to be able to get in to see your streaming media, you could do that. You could set your VPN to say that you're, for example, in... New York, right? But you're actually in California, but it thinks you're in New York. So if your home is in New York, you can get all your streaming and all of that stuff from your house. Otherwise, you might not be able to get it if you were somewhere else in a different location. So, I mean, there's a lot of different use cases for it. Yeah, definitely.
10: Thanks. Sheila, who do we got next? Abraham.
11: Hey, Abraham. Hi. Um, So just give me one second. Okay. Now that I swallowed... (laughs) um, I have a few gripes about Zoom. So I emailed Zoom support and I got a few weird responses. So I just want to confirm a few things. Um, When I share computer audio, um, it and then stop that share. It actually says that I started computer audio share instead of saying I stopped it. Um, Secondly, when a host shares and I'm a participant, it says, You have started computer share, but I'm the participant. Ah, I just want to know if, um, yes,
1: I I have observed this and I can't tell you where, um, I've seen this happen though, myself, um, and honestly, I don't pay that much attention to it. So I can't tell you if it's happening now. Um, okay. and, and, and if I if I think about it, I will. But I have observed this. This isn't just a you thing. Because there has been a time or two where uh, someone will start sharing their screen. And it says, you're sharing your screen. I'm like, I'm doing what? Uh, I better not be sharing my <laughs> screen. And it's disconcerting. <laughs> so yes, I can totally relate. Uh,
0: there's yeah, a, um, There's a couple the... things too. Whenever you find a bug or have an issue, it's worth it to submit it. So that they will find out and at least hopefully they'll do something about it. Yeah, I'm guilty of not doing that. <laughs> so
11: um, I did submit it. And then for that particular one about you are sharing computer audio, I'm, I'm told, oh, no, that is a normal, uh, normal function. <laughs> so that oh. is, it, uh, yeah, it okay. was quite silly. Yeah. Quite Have you silly. tried updating your is- Zoom recently? Yeah, it's up to date. I made sure of that before I submitted everything. Mm. And then um, another one was when I'm entering the webinar, it, my raised hand is acknowledged on entry when I haven't raised a hand.
1: <laughs> ah, okay. Yeah. yeah, that is interesting. Um, For sure. Keep track of those. And uh, I maybe I need to start. Are you using JAWS, Ibrahim? Yes. Do you experience this when you use NVDA or Narrator with Zoom? Or have you tried that? Um, I haven't
11: tried the, I only tried the, you, you, uh, sharing computer audio thing okay. with uh, NVDA. I haven't tried the others.
1: Cause it might be that. also worth reporting it to Vespero If that's your primary screen reader, because I wonder yeah. if maybe something underlying isn't interpreting commands from zoom as it should be as well. Okay.
11: Oh yeah. I'll try that with, um, uh, NVDA. Yeah. Um, perfect. And, uh, so I submitted snippets of uh, those, like I recorded myself using. I used Teams to record myself and submitted snippets <laughs> of those too. And, and they still said the same thing, oh. uh, which I found very funny. Yeah. That is funny. Okay. Well, thanks. thank you,
1: Ibrahim. Appreciate you
11: sharing
10: that. Thank you.
1: And, uh,
11: yeah.
10: I will. I will throw something in here. Anytime you go into a webinar with JAWS, it does say the host has acknowledged your raised hand, Yes, but it doesn't stay up. The hand does not stay raised.
1: Thank you, Sheila, because I have noticed that too. And that does not matter on what platform you're on. Mm -mm, It seems like mm -mm. every time I go in, that host is always real quick at acknowledging my hand. Yeah. And
10: and no, it doesn't stay up. So I can tell you that from a participant and a host side. So, Thank you, Um,
1: Sheila.
9: Irene. Hi, Irene. Irene. How's it going? There, I've got unmuted finally.
0: There you go, you got it.
9: I hope I can explain this. (laughs) I have a Windows 11 and an iPhone 13. I have the email inbox synced with each other. Now, on the PC, it has a junk mail folder where a lot of stuff goes in junk mail. The iPhone does not. Is there a way that I could have a junk mail folder that everything will go in junk mail on the phone like it does on the PC.
0: Well, you actually do have a junk mail folder on the phone. You Uh should anyway. It's not something you create. It's automatically there. So my question to you is, on your phone, when you open up mail, is the first thing that you're seeing like the list of people that sent you email?
9: Uh, Yes, in the inbox.
0: Right. If you go inbox. to the top left corner from that screen up, and up. you you'll see a back button. When you hit that back button, you're going to get a list of all of the folders that are in your email, and you'll see inbox, send, save, the junk, all those things. Mm-hmm. So I just think you need to tap back one screen to see all the folders, and that's where they're all located. And you should have a junk folder there. Yes, there,
9: there is, but nothing ever goes in there.
0: So one case in
9: the inbox.
0: Oh, really? On your computer? If an email shows, uh, right. But on your computer, an email will go to junk, but on the phone, it stays in the inbox? Yes. Okay. Hmm. So you're not set up with
1: IMAP, probably. If you delete a message on your phone, does it delete it on your computer?
9: Uh, Does it delete it on my computer? Or
1: vice versa? If you Uh, delete it on your computer, does it delete it on your phone?
9: If the inbox is closed, uh, it will delete it. But if the inbox is open,
1: it can. That is interesting. And I find that to be uh, fascinating. If you send us an email, we can uh, further troubleshoot this because that's not how it should behave. I wonder... Okay. Um, I have a question
0: if- really quickly. What sure. is the last half of... Are you at Gmail? At what are you at?
9: It is the same email address as uh, on the phone as on the PC. It's not a Gmail address.
0: Okay. okay. I'm trying to find out if you're... Some email accounts have what's called IMAP, and that's how it mirrors everything in one place and the other place. Whatever you do in one place or the other, they sync up and they match. If you're not... uh, Well, some email accounts do that. For example, Gmail is IMAP by default. But if you're using something else, you could be using something different besides IMAP, and that could be the reason you're not syncing up. And that's why Michael was trying to so, so
1: that's what I was going to say. Send us an email. We'll do some further troubleshooting, getting, get some uh, details from you, and then see what we can do to help you out with that. And the best email is to send it to feedback at unmute.show. Feedback at unmute.show. You got it. No.com just soon. ends in .show. So feedback at unmute.show. Thank you so much. No, no problem. I
9: how to explain it if I can in the email. No,
0: you did good. We were just both wondering why it wasn't doing what it sounds like it's supposed to. So we either think that it's not an IMAP and you're using something different, and that's why it's not syncing up in both places, uh, or there could possibly be some other issue. Exactly. Okay. Thanks. No problem.
10: All right. Next is an iPhone. So if you maybe don't have your name, but you're on an iPhone, you have your
5: hand raised, please unmute and tell us who you are. Um, My name is Lynn. If it's me, is it me? Yes, ma'am. Yep, you're it's you. Hi, Lynn. Oh, okay. Hey, Lynn. <laughs> Hello. How are you? <laughs> How's everybody? <laughs> Great. Um, yourself? Good. Good. Listen, Um, I have a question about, Um, I have a Mac with running Ventura, it's a Mac mini. And I want to, my, my speakers are old and I want to purchase a Sonos. And um, I want to know if you or any of your listeners, any of the listeners know how easy that's going to be able, how easy I'm going to be able to pair the Sonos without sighted help.
1: So, I will answer this question for you because I am a Mac mini with Sonos uh, user. So <laughs> uh, it really depends on the Sonos you're getting. So I have Sonos ones in my room right now and those okay. only support Wi-Fi. You can't send audio via Bluetooth to those. Okay. Now okay. there is an app on the Mac called Airfoil that will let you send your audio to those speakers. So that is an option for you and they could work. Um, so, Sonos has some new speakers out that actually have Bluetooth support, um, and you can Bluetooth the audio on those new speakers. And then the last thing that I'll say is all of Sonos' newer speakers uh, support AirPlay. So we throat here. They support AirPlay, which means if the app you're using, has an AirPlay button on it. You can choose AirPlay and then the Sonos speakers will show up there in your audio, everything except for voiceover, if you're a voiceover user, will go over that uh, those speakers. So it's doable. It just really comes down to what type of workflow you want to implement and what
0: speakers you get. And Lynn, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you okay. Do you already own the Sonos speakers or are you thinking about going and buying the Sonos speakers for your Mac Mini?
5: No, I don't own them yet. The, the reason I'm asking is because I have a, I have a friend who purchased Sonos like four or five years ago and they have like no sighted help in their house and she has never been able to get them paired on her own.
1: Oh, well you should tell her to email me because I will help her with that because that is not good.
5: And, um, so that's why I, I was, I don't want the same problem. See right now I have speakers that are, um, you, uh, put them in the speaker jack.
1: Right. Yeah.
5: And, and, um, the new Mac minis with the M1 chip don't like that so much. I mean, I can do it, but they mm-hmm. they just don't like it. And, and these speakers are old. They're starting to short out. And so that's, I was thinking about getting, I can't get anything that's not Bluetooth.
1: So um, no. full transparency, too, because I just want to make sure that, that we provide you complete information. In order to send audio to Sonos, um, you do have to get logged into the Mac Minis. So you'll either have to use the onboard speaker that's on the Mac Mini that's very quiet or right. headphones or something, because on that log on screen, uh, you can't run tools like Airfoil to send audio to the Sonos
0: speakers until you're logged in. Right. Uh, (laughs) Oh, you said you were against Bluetooth. Any particular? No, I'm not against
5: Bluetooth. No, no, I'm not against it. But like, um, how do I say this? I'm relatively new to the Mac, like within the last three years, so I don't know everything I need to know. And like, for instance, I'm just using this as an example. It's I got an air fryer a while ago, and I had to have like a ton of side help pairing that thing. I mean, I didn't mind once it was there, and and I just wanted to know if the Sonos is going to be the same thing.
0: So it's a little bit different. I mean, I mean, the reason why I was asking, there's a myriad of Bluetooth speakers at all sound qualities and costs and all of that stuff. Um, but that is also a simple way. Once you get a Bluetooth speaker hooked up, then it's always there. You don't have to sync it right, every time right. or anything like that. So I was just but wondering why you were against Bluetooth or if no, you were no, I'm not Bluetooth. against
5: it. It's just just trying to get it to that stage because I don't have I have cited help every once in a while, but it certainly isn't you know, every day. Yeah.
1: Yep. <laughs> uh, so Lynn, I'm going to, we do have a couple other questions, but I do want to yeah. s- invite you to, if you want, feel free to email us and we can talk more about this, especially okay. put can your you friend here. Your... Con- yeah, we'll, we'll right. give it can again give at me... the end. So so stay okay. tuned. Um, and, okay. and then we'll give that at the end, but definitely have your friend get in contact with us because there's absolutely no reason she shouldn't be able to be using her Sonos devices. Okay. And so we want to troubleshoot what's going on with okay. that as well. So thanks a right. lot, Lynn.
0: Okay. Thank you. No problem. All right. Eugenia. Hey, Eugenia.
12: Good morning. Uh, uh, I have a question regarding the Apple TV. I need to get a TV for it for a spare room, so I don't need a very large one, like probably, I don't know, 30 or something. Should I get, um, my question is, uh, is to get a smart TV or just a regular TV since the Apple TV is going to be the main
0: You're going to be very hard-pressed to find a TV that doesn't have the smarts in it anymore. Almost every TV out there has some sort of smart TV in it. Uh, The software's inside there. Now, you don't have to use it. You can plug your Apple TV in and just go straight to the Apple TV and only use the Apple TV. If you're using only the Apple TV and um that's all you're going to use it for then you could also get like a computer screen like a 32 inch computer screen which would work pretty uh-huh. good also and that you can know, find them for like 150 bucks but you can also yeah. find TVs for 150 bucks also
12: yeah so, that's right yeah
0: but if okay. you don't need the if you don't need to use the smarts in the TV because you have an Apple TV, then yes. you just go straight to it, plug the HDMI in, and just go straight okay. to that. And then don't even bother or with setting anything up on the TV with itself. Setting any. Yep. Yeah,
12: yeah, because I thought was a waste. we had one, you know, and this is like for a spare room, but for the, you know, living room is one, you know, smart TV. seems like nobody ever uses the, the TV as the yeah, smart have- TV.
1: We have three Roku TVs um, in our household. No one ever uses the smart features on those <laughs> Roku TVs because they all have Apple TVs or Xboxes yeah. connected to them. Now, one thing yeah. to consider though, Eugenia, if, if this is important to you, and we go back to the previous person who was mentioning that she doesn't really have sighted assistance. One advantage mm-hmm. to going with a smart TV is if input sources get changed, in a lot of instances, there is a rudimentary screen reader but you're going to have the best experience with the screen reader uh on the apple tv so if you just get something that only lets you do the apple tv that's ideal for you
12: all right okay thank you very oh and and then for the sound it will go you know to get uh uh should i get a speaker uh to connect to it or there's some tvs that they because the one that we have the smart tv the big one has a son of whatever's around mm. and all kind of
0: yeah. noises that, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. <but. laughs> I mean, yeah. could use, uh, you could use just what's on the TV. If you wanted to, probably on something that's 150 to $200 TV, the sound won't be great. They do okay, have good. inexpensive sound bars you can buy and add to the bottom of the TV, which will improve the sound. Those range from anywhere from, like $150 and then they go up to lots of money after that, but you can also get an Apple speaker, a HomePod mini they are a hundred bucks and that'll sound better. Just even one of those than that, than the speaker on the TV. And it'll work with Apple TV.
12: All right. Thank you so
13: much. I I appreciate it. Good
0: luck. (laughs) Thank you. Deborah. Hey,
13: Deborah. Hello, Mike. I I recognize you from the uh, blind shell. Um, talks every every uh, so often. So what I was wondering is, I use JAWS with uh, Windows uh, 10 on, it's a desktop. I would also at some point in time be interested in hosting some, of, uh, helping out hosting some of these calls. And sorry, that's my little parrot screaming at us. Um, but I don't have a working braille display at this point in time. So I was wondering if I could just host uh, a call, like some of these calls or any zoom call um, without using a uh, braille display. Now I have to have my speaker on the, the uh, zoom conversations come through my, my headphone. My headphone has a, has a microphone, but I do have to have my, my speaker on. Um, yeah. To hear what uh, what JAWS is saying. But at the same time, I wouldn't want to interfere with, uh, you know, with conversations because during calls, you know, you sometimes you hear uh, so-and-so has left the meeting or uh, somebody has joined the call or somebody, uh-huh. you know… Again.
1: It can be super so, wordy. And, and Debra, I will tell you uh, that, yes, you could host a community call or a call. Your best suggestion, though, is send an email to community at acb.org. And yeah. the community team will let you know what type of training is available um, and okay. how that process works. And then you can go through and see if it'll work for you and learn what they have to offer.
13: Okay. I do have an older iPhone. Sometimes it works for me and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Um, so that would be very unpredictable. I wouldn't even try to use that.
1: Yeah. And you don't, you but, don't want to host from a phone anyway. So I think your computer would be your best bet. And then they, yeah, we, yeah. we can work with you to figure out how to get that to work well. Okay. Okay. Great. Thanks, Mike. No yep. problem, Deborah. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Who do we have next, Sheila? Herbie. Hey, Herbie. Hey, Herbie. Great cooking call this morning. How'd your chicken turn out?
4: Uh, turned out all right. Um, Good. Good. So a couple of things. Uh, First of all, um, just going back to the previous question real quick. I don't, not many of us hosts really do use Braille displays to begin with. Um, I think a lot of the Windows users probably would benefit from it just because of the fact that when you get to the screen share, you know, you wouldn't, you'd be able to mute your jaws and still have speech, but that's a whole nother um, thing. But yeah, you're not going to need, because with hosting, you're not reading really, you're not doing much talking actually. But the, to definitely email community and oh, the other thing I was going to say though is I recommend you turn off all those alerts to begin with. Now I've never heard your jaws ever come through though the thing though, Deborah. So that's a good thing. But I I would say just turn off all those alerts. Which you can go to your um, even on Windows I think it's called preferences and then go to uh, accessibility and you can disable all those and it, it cuts down on the chatter and. Cuts down on the distractions, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, you, and you just have to look at the screen. Um, the other thing that I really wanted to talk about, something that you may not know with AirPlay, which is kind of cool and is unique to the Mac, and but not to uh, the phone so much. Though, though it kind of can work on the phone too, come think of it, but you can actually set your AirPlay speaker as a default speaker. Oh. And... Yes, and so anything will work. Come through it now. Two thing. One thing I've never done with is voiceover. Uh huh. Um, I don't want that on any kind of delay. So I and I, you can if things go weird with AirPlay, which sometimes they do. I don't yep. want to lose speech. Yep. So I've I would I would never recommend using voiceover through AirPlay. Um. But the one thing I have noticed is there can be a bit of a delay. So, yes. but I, for instance, um, have had Club Deck blasting through AirPlay a few times, and it's, it's really a that, cool something. That's
1: you. that's a great suggestion. And for the lady who is is listening with the Sonos, Air, Sonos do support AirPlay as we mentioned. So, thank you for mentioning that. Herbie, one cool thing about Airfoil, which does leverage airplay devices and i don't know if you've played this but sometimes uh i have audio playing on all of the sonos in the house and the google home and you can group those with airfoil and have it play on all of those at once and i do believe it'll even let you play audio to a lady so play with that if you.
4: Have. and i think we can do a similar thing on sound source as well um sound source will only let
1: you choose from uh, Physical or virtual devices on the machine. It will not let you use remote Bluetooth or AirPlay. Okay. And that took me a little bit to learn because I'm like, well, why don't I just use SoundSource? Uh, But that's when I read the documentation for Airfoil, that's how I learned the difference in the two.
4: Okay. Good to know. Yep. What do we got next, Sheila?
10: All right. You've got about a little, about 11 minutes left, and Pam Coffee is
0: next. Hey, Pam. Hey, Pam.
8: Yes. Another Zoom question. And that is, you mentioned a while ago that if you have a Zoom issue, uh, email, send them an email. Well, the problem I run into is if you're on the website, you go to uh, oh troubleshooting or whatever they actually call it. If you aren't dealing with a particular issue that they show in their list, you know, you have to choose the variety of issue that you're having. Well, if yours fits nowhere, you're going to get nowhere getting help. And my question is, is there a way to bypass it,
1: That. So if I understand your question, uh, you're you're wondering if there's a way to bypass the main message that you get when someone... Yes. Unfortunately not. I I have never sent an email to accessibility at zoom.com. yeah, at Zoom.com. I don't know if you've tried that, but that could be a solution. Do they
8: even have an accessibility? I
1: do believe I've seen that at some point. I can't I guarantee that that exists, that. but it can't hurt that. to try
8: yeah. it. Yeah, I have never seen that. And yep. and uh, I tried to help a friend create an account Oh, years ago, several couple of years ago. We ran into issues. Uh, I was trying to get help for her. Uh, there was nowhere in that list that I could there was nothing relevant to her problem in that list of help topics or where to go to get help. And so Pam, can we just yes.
1: Can I interrupt you real quick? And and I appreciate that uh, because I did just do some quick searching. If you go to explore.zoom.us slash accessibility, and I know you're not going to remember that, but no worries, give me a second. Uh, You Mm -hmm. will see that there is a a resource center for accessibility information related to Zoom. And if you have specific feedback, reporting an issue or request accessibility assistance, you can send an email to access at zoom.us. So try sending an email to... To access at zoom.us and that may access. give you a better solution
8: great oh wow thank
10: you no problem Pam who do we got next mm-hmm. Sheila okay you've got you have no more new hands so you've got you got Beth and you've got Abraham
1: okay so let's go ahead and take those two and then we'll wrap it up today so uh let's start with Beth okay
7: yeah um Now. Now, when I do um when I have um you know i have system access and when that has a security alert it says your device was scanned and um it didn't find any viruses uh-huh. but i have a problem when when i have nvda it says contact it says there is a virus or or whatever and then it's contact norton um i don't so- i don't understand what that's about cuz
1: i don't have any norton virus So what I would recommend doing is looking at Windows Defender and having Windows Defender get ran. And if you need help with running Windows Defender, you can reach out to the Microsoft um, Answer Desk, Disability Answer Desk, and they can remote into your computer and help you run Windows Defender. That will then search and let you know if there's any viruses that you need to be concerned about. Okay. All if right, there okay.
7: isn't, then and then NVDA, maybe that's just see, an error in there. Then,
1: then maybe NVDA is reading something that's actually not on the screen, and that would definitely be a question to ask the answer desk because they can see, again, what's on your screen.
7: Okay, sounds good.
1: Perfect. Michael, well, you do pants.
10: have a new hand if you want to take it.
0: I yep. did see Let's that. Marie. Hey, Marie, Hi. how are you? Hi.
5: I'm good. How are you guys today?
0: We're good. What can we do for you? I just you? had
5: a I had a quick little hint for Deborah to turn her alert alerts off and on with a Windows PC. It's Alt Windows and the letter S is in Sam. Thank you.
1: That is quickly a-
13: turns your alerts yep. off or on. Yep. Thank you, that- Marie. So it's Alt Windows S S. S. Oh, Alt Windows got- S. Cool. That is,
1: if you are using Jaws, I don't know yep. if that works with NVDA. Just
5: yeah, um, okay. I, I I think it does, but I'm not okay. sure because I am a Jaws user.
1: Yeah, so me but. as well. So, thank you. Appreciate that. You bet, Ibrahim.
11: I I'm gonna try and email access at Zoom uh, that you have yeah, yeah, try with. that. That might Maybe.
1: that might be better. I yeah. didn't even think about looking for that email earlier. So give that a try and let us know how that. Yeah.
11: Um yeah, I will do that. Um And then uh do it have any apps that you can recommend that will do screen recording and video editing?
1: On Mac or Windows? Windows. Windows <laughs> so, Movie Maker could edit. So I believe Windows Movie Does Maker. Does Windows Movie Maker still exists? I, I, don't, I don't actually know. And Marty doesn't use Windows unless he knows something <laughs> I know. Um, I remember Windows Movie Maker. I think that was accessible. Anyways, where I would edit videos is uh, Reaper. Um, there, You can use Reaper to edit video. Uh, quick tip, mm-hmm. if you are using video in Reaper and you're editing it, make sure that the file that cont- contains the video content is on the first track of the Reaper project. Otherwise, when you render the project, it will render a black video, uh, black screen. So keep that in mind. And then to record the screen, just do a Zoom meeting with yourself and screen share.
11: Um, but I want to record Zoom at oh, the start.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, good good call. Good call. That's
11: I, lots I of did, great uh, recording I and editing apps for the Mac.
1: <laughs> so you must say, you think I'm a switch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Marty's so? try, Marty's trying to convince you to switch to the
4: Mac. So can I this is can this is Herbie, can I suggest something real quick? Sure. Yeah. Well first of all, I j for the record, I of course I naturally agree with Marty, but I will <laughs> mention that a couple of the Mac apps do have iPhone versions. Um the um, that movie clip one that Apple has. iMovie. Clips? IMovie. Or, or iMovie. iMovie, yeah. iMovie. So there is an iPhone version for that one, so that might be yeah. a uh, possibility. And isn't, the one of the video editors also coming to the iPad?
0: Yeah, it's no. called Final Cut Pro. Final Cut Pro, yeah. That's going to be um, a lot of money he probably doesn't want to spend and a big learning
1: curve. Well, it's five bucks a month. Like if you just need it for a month, it's really not a lot of money when you when you put it in perspective. So, uh, but yeah, thank you, Herbie. Appreciate that. (laughs) All right,
4: it's a lot less money than just getting a Mac. We'll
1: say that much. Yeah, yeah, that is true. But you'll have a better experience on the Mac. (laughs) Thank you, Ibrahim,
0: and uh, yeah, it looks like it's about time to wrap it up, Marty. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for being here. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place. If you have any questions, comments, or anything like that, you can reach us at feedback at unmute.show. And uh, we'll see you next time.
8: Thank you. you.